0: Peace be with you. Hi, good morning, and welcome to St. Anthony of Padua Parish. This is Father Roland, and it's a beautiful Monday morning, today being the feast of the great apostles Peter and Paul. And we know that both of them were great evangelists, Peter, preaching to the Jews about Jesus Christ, and St. Paul, apostles to the Gentiles. And both of them were very responsible for spreading the word of God and evangelizing the world among them. So today we honor these great apostles, Peter and Paul, on this feast day where the church recalls that they really laid a solid foundation for the church. eh? And we all know that when Jesus uh, asked the apostles, who do people say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. eh? And then in the readings that we have how Peter and Paul were really uh, protected by God, even though Peter was in prison and Paul was assaulted, that uh, God was with him always. Huh? And so, likewise, uh, we who are here today in this 21st century are also called to spread the word of God. Huh? We are called to evangelize and to be stewards of God's word. Huh? As I mentioned, uh, Vatican II says that because we're baptized, all of us are called to imitate Christ, huh? to uh, have this priestly role, his prophetic role, and his kingly role in our lives. So this morning, I'd like to uh, again pray this prayer, which i like to share with you. This is a prayer for a peaceful world. Huh? Let peace fill my heart. And yesterday, it was a beautiful prayer for universal peace prayer. It says the following, lead me from death to life from falsehood to truth lead me from despair to hope from fear to trust lead me from hate to love from war to peace and fill my heart my world my universe with peace and let peace fill our hearts so, so it's a beautiful prayer i pray this every day there's a different prayer and on Fridays, uh, I said a prayer to St. Francis. Uh, then he says, you know, about, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. And where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. And where there is despair, hope. And where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. So all of us are called uh, to be joyful disciples of our Lord. One of our brothers gave this article to our community, and uh, I'd like to share with you this article. It's actually, it was a statement by these people, different evangelicals or Christian churches who signed this document. Huh? One of the signers was Bishop Carroll A. Baltimore, President and CEO of Global Alliance for Interfaith Network, along with Richard Moore and others. Okay? And he says, this is Reclaiming Jesus, a Confession of Faith in a Time of Crisis. And he says, we are living through a perilous and polarizing time as a nation with a dangerous crisis of moral and political leadership at the highest level of our government and in our churches. We believe that the soul of the nation and the integrity of faith are now at stake. And they continued. It is a time to be followers of Jesus before anything else. Nationality, political party, race, ethnicity, gender, geography. Our identity in Christ precedes every other identity. And we pray that our actions and our nations will see Jesus' words in us. As Jesus is quoted in John chapter 13, verse 35, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So all of us are called as disciples to uh, profess this faith with our love. They continue. When politics undermines our theology, we must examine that politics, the church's role, is to change the world to the life and love of Jesus. And the government's role is to serve the common good by protecting justice and peace, rewarding good behavior while restraining bad behavior. When that role is undermined by a political leadership, faith leaders must stand up and speak out. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said the church must be reminded that it is not the master or the servant of the state but rather the conscience of the state. So we, uh, as people of faith, uh, we, need, we need to be conscious of the state uh, reminding uh, one another of our God-given rights as being born in the image and likeness of God. And it continues, It is often the duty of Christian leaders, especially elders, to speak the truth in love to our churches and to name and warn against temptation, Racial and cultural captivities, false doctrines, and political idolatries, and even our complicity in them. We do here with humility, prayer, and a deep dependency on the grace and the Holy Spirit of God. And you know, we say uh, that Jesus is Lord. No, Jesus is Lord. And you notice that during the time of Saint Paul, there was a confession of faith: Jesus is Lord, not Caesar. And it's very dangerous to proclaim that the historical Jesus was the Lord of the Resurrection, the King of the Universe. <laughs> As the Jewish prayer would say, uh, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe. Baruch Atah, Adonai Eloheno, Malek Ilam. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe. And we know that because of Jesus' resurrection, not only is God the Father King of the universe, but Jesus likewise. So, it continues to say, you know, Jesus is Lord. That is our foundational confession. It was central for the early church and needs to again become central to each one of us. If Jesus is Lord, then Caesar was not, nor any other political ruler since. If Jesus is Lord, no other authority is absolute. Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, he announced, is a Christian's first loyalty above all others. You know, we say to our Father, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Our faith is personal but never private, meant not only for heaven but for this earth. Yeah. So this article is very challenging for each one of us as Christians and as followers of Jesus. They continue, it says, What we believe leads us to what we must reject. Our yes is a foundation for our no. What we confess is our faith leads us to what we confront. Therefore, we offer the following six affirmations of what we believe and the resulting rejection of practices and policies by political leaders which dangerously corrode the soul of the nation and deeply threatens the public integrity of our faith. We pray that we, as followers of Jesus, will find a depth of faith to match the dangers of our political crisis. And so they list six affirmations. Huh? And I would suggest this is a lot of uh, these affirmations, we need to really uh, pray about it and to study it. And I would suggest if you have a computer or go online and go to Google and look for reclaimingjesus.org. Reclaimingjesus.org. So let me just recite some of the affirmations. Number one, we believe each human being is made in God's image and likeness. And we reject the resurgence of white nationalism and racism in our nation on many fronts, including the highest level of political leadership. Number two, we believe we are one body in Christ, and we reject misogyny, the mistreatment, violent abuse, sexual harassment, and assault of women that has been further revealed in our cultures and politics, including our churches and the oppression of any other child of God. Number three, we believe how we treat the hungry the thirsty, the naked, the stranger, the sick, and the prisoner is how we treat Jesus himself. And so therefore we reject the language and politics of political leaders who will debase and abandon the most vulnerable children of God. So it continues. And it's really a time, you know, we're to uh, kind of look at our policies and our attitudes in our country. And just the last one, we believe... Jesus when he tells us to go into all nations making disciples. So therefore we reject America first as a theological heresy for followers of Christ. While we share a patriotic love for our country, we reject ethnic nationalism that places one nation over another as a political goal. So I'd like to uh, suggest that if you have time during this time to download this ReclaimingJesus.org eh? and uh, pray about these, uh, these articles, which is very challenging for us as a nation when we are experiencing, especially during this time of election, eh? and that we as Christians can stand up for our faith and can really be instruments of, of stewards. Eh? As we heard in the readings from yesterday, eh? Where the theme was on hospitality. Eh? Hospitality. That. Uh, This woman offered hospitality to the uh, prophet Elisha and Jesus in the gospel says whoever gives even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple will be truly blessed. So let us pray as we uh, practice stewardship. One of the four pillars of stewardship is hospitality and the other pillar is prayer and the third is faith formation and the fourth is service, service to the people of God. And let us practice stewardship given of our time, our talent, and our treasures to our God and thanking God for the many blessings God has given to us as Americans and that we too can give back to our nation and to the church. So have a good day and enjoy this week. And as we say here on Maui, Maui no ko'oi, Maui the best. But I also wish you the best today with your family and loved ones. Aloha.